Hey guys, this is Ed, Paul, and Anna of Current Brand Media, and we are here to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor. Sportsball is a great subscription service geared towards minor league baseball fans. Each box features a different minor league team. You get a box every three months with minor league baseball gear, including different styles of hats like Ed's favorite, the dad hat. The cost is less than $12 a month. Proceeds from each box goes to More Than Baseball, the only nonprofit dedicated to the well-being of minor league baseball players. We all know that Parents' Days are coming up this summer. So if you've got a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa who are particularly difficult to buy for, but you know they're baseball fans, this is the answer, guys. Meet your new favorite team at sportsballbox.com. Is there anybody there? <laughs> checkers versus the lehigh phantoms uh we had um the longest ahl game in history <laughs> so that was pretty mem memorable uh and so um you know the game went from 7 30 till about 1 30 in the morning oh my so that god was something you won't ever won't forget about that what's up deadhead crew ed here and on this episode i give you guys jason adkins otherwise known as greasy keys that's right he is an organist for the canapolis cannonballers and the charlotte checkers that's right baseball and hockey seriously how awesome is that we talked about his uh, uh way of uh, of approaching both uh hockey and baseball how he got the opportunities to actually go in and uh play for both teams and honestly just was a lot of fun and a lot of cool information so guys without further ado i give you the episode all right. Well, I want to welcome you guys to yet another episode of the Dad Hack Chronicles. My name is Ed, and with me today, guys, I have the organist for the Canapolis, the Canapolis Cannonballers and the Charlotte Checkers, Jason Atkins. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great, Ed. Thanks for having me over here. Uh, you know, it's funny because I follow baseball a lot, yeah. and you know, and to actually have an actual organist yeah. in the ballpark is super cool. <laughs> And I'm always been intrigued to find out, yeah. you know, hey, how did you get into this cell business? But at first, I right. want to make sure that I, I give credit to a couple of people uh, to, you know, let me know about you, which was uh, Lynn sure. on, on Twitter. And of course, uh, TJ, oh, wonderful. Uh, who yes. is the play by play of the Charlie Checkers. So That's uh, right. shout out to them because they uh, they were Absolutely. the ones who got me hip to it. Love Jason, it. How did you? How, first I know, all, right? <laughs> How <laughs> I want to know how did you how did you get into this, man? Well, I, honestly, uh, it starts out honestly just uh, being in the right place at the right time. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been a, a, a professional musician in Charlotte, North Carolina, since about 1997, um, and playing primarily keyboards, you know, which including you know the organ, piano, synthesizers, whatever, uh, and a variety of different bands, original music, uh, party music, cover bands, and in 2015. Uh, the Charlotte Checkers were moving. Uh, they had been in the old Charlotte Coliseum for years and years and years, since the late 50s. Uh, in the 2000s, they built a new Coliseum uptown for uh, the Hornets slash Bobcats at the time. And mm -hmm. so the Checkers had moved up there and played there for a few seasons. And then 2015, uh, they decided to move back into the old Coliseum, which is now known as Bojangles Coliseum. <laughs> and they upfitted the Coliseum, made it really nice, new Jumbotron and everything like that. But they wanted to bring back uh, having an organist. They had had an, an old organist for years and years and years, a uh, little old lady named Doris. 
And, um, but, uh, you know, when they moved, they didn't have an organist and they came back, they wanted to bring that element back. And uh, a friend of a friend, basically, uh, she was actually giving uh, piano lessons to uh, one of the executive's daughters. And they initially approached her. Her name is Jessica Bornis to play. And uh, she was interested, uh, but she couldn't handle the, the, the schedule. You know, there's a lot of games. So she then reached out to me and said, hey, would you be interested in doing this? Like, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I'm not one to say no on an, on an opportunity to play. So uh, I took her up on it and we both went in and auditioned and uh, and got the gig. Uh, fortunately um, for me, I actually had some previous knowledge of the, the organ there. Uh, it's, it was a 1956 Hammond C3, which for keyboardists and organists, a Hammond organ is sort of like the pinnacle, like the coolest of all cool keyboards. <laughs> and it's uh, and it's actually a process of turning it on. It's not just a, a button. You actually have a series of suites, switches and, and uh, things like that. You have to actually do an order to actually get the thing to turn on. So knowing that already, I was already, I think it helped, helped me kind of shoo me in there. Um but uh, from then on, it's kind of uh, the rest is history. You know, started my first game there, 2015, and uh, and uh, and just kind of grew from there. I've been with the Checkers. Uh, this is coming up my eighth season, um, and then uh, for playing for those guys for a little while. Like I said, I, I got to know someone who worked at the Canapolis Cannonballers. They had been uh, the Canapolis Intimidators for a long time and had rebranded and uh, built a brand new stadium, a beautiful stadium there in Canapolis. And the general manager uh, had his heart set on having an organist. So, you know, obviously already being established in Charlotte with the checkers, they reached out to me and, uh, and I took up the offer. And, and it just works out great because the hockey season and the baseball season uh, line up perfectly. So, you know, so hockey will go till April. Baseball pick up late April, go till September, and then hockey be back in in October. So it's it's a great it's a great uh, opportunity. So you're you're set already, man. You're like year round. You got a gig year round, no matter what. It's like no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and in a in a in a I also play and do other uh, events and, and gigs and things like that on top on top of the the game. So it's a uh, it's a great full time, very busy schedule that I'm, I'm very fortunate to make a living as a musician in Charlotte. It's not known as a music town, but there are opportunities to make it happen. And I'm just fortunate to, to have one of those. So, Absolutely. I mean, you know, and if you're good at it, you know, obviously, yeah. you, you, which you are, cause you're still with the, both of them. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it, it helps out. I'm very fortunate that people, uh, you know, love to hear me play. And uh, one of my favorite aspects of the, of the organist there is, the organs um, are both are at both coliseums are accessible to fans. So a lot of a lot of places that do have organists, they may be set up in a press box or somewhere uh, high up on a concourse somewhere where you can't really access them. Uh, but me, I'm like right down near the ice at the, at the Charlotte Checkers, and I'm um, on the main concourse with the Canapolis Cannonballers, so folks can kind of come right up, talk to me, interact with me, um, you know, request songs you know, talk smack or whatever it needs, you know. Uh, so it makes a lot of fun. I, I see myself as more, you know, not only an organist, but also a team ambassador uh, during the games because, you know, they, everyone has their favorite players. And, of course, I'm not necessarily a mascot, but yet, you know, people can kind of come up and, again, interact and have a conversation with me and, and build a relationship with me. So that, to me, makes it uh, special. So that's pretty cool because you're right. Like, you know, when you go to other other you know arenas or ballparks, 
like yeah. you said, the organist is right up high in a room by yeah. themselves. No one right. sees them or anything like right. that. But for you, you're you're right there. You're you know, people yes. are interacting with you and all of that. So that yeah. does give it a, a sense of uh, more of, you know, belonging to the team because you are seen. Absolutely. And I and that's probably what keeps me in it. Honestly, you know, I, I'm able to play music full time and do other things. But just having that fan interaction that um and being like the only mm -hmm. musician in a yeah, crowd yeah. of thousands, you know, you know, it doesn't get any better than that. So that's uh, what keeps you coming back year after year. That's cool. So let me ask you, uh, and let's start with 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 hockey because that's who you you know who you started with. Yeah. How you know the process of you know because you said there was a process of turning on the organ. Yeah. You know yeah. how long does that usually take? What's the process look like and things like that? Right. So the, the organ there, again, they built the, my understanding is they built the Virgil Coliseum back in 1956. Uh, and hockey was one of the very first sports that they had in there, mm -hmm. uh, introducing the checkers. And uh, they they installed this this organ there. Uh, and it's a, and this again, it's a 1950s Hammond C3, uh, all tubed. So it literally has to warm up. You know, you mm -hmm. think about this thing is like 70 years old. Uh, so, you know, show up early for the game. Uh, luckily I don't have to carry any other equipment in that organs right there, ready to go. And so you have to power it up, let it get warmed up. And then they turn on the speakers in the Coliseum and, and just let it rip, you know? Um, um, and I'll luckily, or fortunately for me, they, you know, the, the game starts at seven doors open at six. So as soon as doors open, I get to go out and just jam. So I'll be out there playing songs, from doors until warmups. So for about 30, 45 minutes, you know, it's, it's just me kind of driving and, and, and playing songs, my, my favorite songs or different styles of music, or again, make requests for folks, for folks to come up and everything. So it's, uh, that's kind of how, how it kind of gets going. That's cool though. So it takes a little bit and then you're just entertaining, you know, people, yeah. um, that way as they're coming in. So it gives them yeah. a little bit of a, cause like a lot of people, what they do, right? Like they put, you know, they, they put a deck of just bunch of random music and then let them play throughout. But you know, exactly. you are the, you are the music. You are the one playing the whole yeah. time. Right. So, you know, it's, it takes an ability to kind of read the crowd, uh, read the energy, uh, even pregame, you know, to try to get people, uh, hyped or, or even just play something that um, is just people recognize immediately. That to me is always a goal is, um, you know, a lot of things don't translate well from, from, you know, a recorded song to the organ. So I'm always looking for different songs, classic rock, hip hop, um, you know, Latin, anything that has a very recognizable melody mm -hmm. um, that I, that I can translate to the organ well and people can recognize. That's always my goal. That's cool. I was going to, cause yeah. I was just going to ask you two questions. One on the yeah. research part of the music yeah. that you, I'm sure that that's an ongoing thing every day. Oh, you're researching Every day. Uh, and then number two is the, you getting to read the crowd and, you know, and, and see how they react to your music, you know, yeah. before or after and during the game. Yeah. So Yeah. <clears throat> a big part of it is always trying to keep my repertoire uh, fresh mm -hmm. um, and, and always building that up because, you know, in, in addition to the organ, you know, there's still the element of a DJ. Mm -hmm. and, and so the, uh, with both teams. And so, you know, and it, we work 
congruently together, but at the same time, you know, I try to match the energy that what a DJ can bring to the organ. So I think that's, that also what helps sort of elevate what I do and what people love about it is because, you know, I might bring in say like a, like a drum machine or something like that. They really kind of create the beat and kind of give me a little a background support to help me sort of stay on par with what a DJ can bring. So that's one of my secret weapons as well. Um, but yeah, just always my ears are always out listening for hooks because, you know, once the game starts, then it becomes like only little snippets. You know, I basically at the checkers, the format is, you know, you have the gameplay, the, the horn blows, you stop at play, then they need something else to kind of bed underneath. And that either could be me or the DJ. And so uh, I want them to call me. So I'm always trying to, you know, sit, have something ready to go. Uh, and just real quick little snippets. So that's where having uh, finding material that has a real definitive hook, uh, a real memorable melody uh, for me to play just in those little spurts of, of mm-hmm. like five to 10 seconds, you know, and then sometimes I'll get opportunities to play a little bit longer, hype the crowd, get them clapping. So I'll do, you know, your traditional charges and things like that um, to kind of get the crowd going. But otherwise it's just like looking for those fun little, little quick hooks. Now you listen to like you know that's us as you're listening to the radio, listening yeah. to different kind of music, anything like that. Absolutely. And then you know, if you like something, they're like, Oh, let me write this down and let me exactly right. Exactly right. I'll make a note <laughs> of it. I keep a, a notepad on my phone. If something, you know, an idea comes or I hear a, a particular uh, hook on the radio, I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna make a note of that, go back and then learn it or find some sheet music for it. You know, luckily in, in today's age, you know, I have my iPad, you know live by that thing so i have hundreds <laughs> yeah. hundreds if not thousands of songs and things like that of uh, sheet music and, and and pre-recorded things that um i, I keep with me um that i'm able to kind of also patch into my system with the organ and stuff like that so uh it makes it a lot easier than like say carrying in like a big songbook around or, or having have to memorize every single little thing so that's that's a big help that's cool something that i i appreciate that you're saying is is, and i want to go back to this part is the fact that you're right there and fans are able to interact Mm -hmm. with you right yeah and and i'm looking i'm literally right now on google looking at and there's like a bunch of pictures of you and you're all decked out either in cannonball or gear oh yeah or uh uh checkers gear and that's cool yeah. because people they get to see i was like oh he's the one that's playing and they can come yes. to you and say hey can you play this song or absolutely know. absolutely and i love that and and with both teams uh I, again they incorporate me and the team so well and like I say they give me my own personalized jerseys i was just gonna uh, ask you that yeah yeah so i have my own personalized jerseys and and they both incorporate my number and my name which is greasy keys that's what i'm kind of perform you know perform under as so um you might jason atkins they're like who but greasy keys everyone's like oh yeah we know greasy keys so yeah um but so i have personalized jerseys and then you know throughout the season uh both teams have specialty jerseys that they'll make up for the players and myself and they auction those off and so um you know i've had the honor of of having my jerseys go for over a thousand dollars you know at for auction and to, to raise funds for charities and things like that and so that in itself is also just humbling and just amazing that people you know are willing to invest you know that much money to have something that has 
uh, my name or likeness on it. So it's just, it's just really cool. <laughs> but that's cool though, because like, you know, like, you know, someone oh, yeah. can be bidding on your Jersey, they may not necessarily be a, a fan of sports, but they're a fan of music and a fan of exactly. you and things like that. Yeah. For them to say, Hey, no, we're going to bid on his Jersey. We want his Jersey. Yes. That's cool. Oh well, yeah. It's an honor. You know. Plus the fact that you have a cool name on the back of your jersey, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, thank you. I, I like it. it. I like it. Uh, okay, so, you know, go to Cannonballers. That, I'm sure it's a, it's almost the same, but a little bit different because you got you can do in between, uh, you know, batters. You can do some music in between innings yes. and things like that. Yes. So that's a little bit different when it comes oh, yeah. to hockey. Yes. So the paces of each game, obviously, are very different uh, with hockey. It's much more, it's, to me, it's much more structured. You know, yep. you have a, a, a period, you know, and in, in a period, you know, you can have penalties and things like that, which can kind of drag it out. But for the most part, you know, I know when I walk into a checkers game, I'm potentially going to be there for the game two and a half hours. I mean, mm -hmm. rarely there's sometimes an overtime or an extra uh, period that, you know, will kind of push the game out. But for the most part, I know it's, it's, in, a, it's in a pretty well framed mm -hmm. out time period. Um, And, and again, so basically with that, when music happens, anytime there's not gameplay. So, you know, if there's a penalty or a whistle blows, then that's where I kind of come in during the game. Um, or, you know, and during intermissions, like when the Zamboni comes out on the ice, mm -hmm. I get to play a little longer there, maybe bed embellished there. Um, and then at, with the Cannonballers, you know, with a nine inning game, you know, those can go out, it can stretch out a bit longer. You know, your games can go be as short as maybe two and a half hours, but maybe go as long as four hours. And so then, Um, and obviously more time would mean more time play for me. Um, and generally they'll have me play, uh, walk up songs for the opposing team, which is always fun. You took um, the word, you, you took my next question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm walking, playing up for all the opposing team players as they walk up to bat and then fun little prompts in between pitches as well. So, uh, a little bit more, um, sort of, I guess a little bit more liberty there at the baseball mm -hmm. games um, to, to kind of play and vibe with, with the get the crowd and, to, uh, and, you know, if it's a, if it's a good, good play or a bad play for our team, you know, to kind of to play to that. So it's, it's, it's different, uh, but it's fun. I mean, the hockey is, the action is intense. Boom, boom, boom. Baseball, maybe not so much intense, but right. you know, it's more, more play for me. So it's it, both unique in that way. And, Uh, but the fans are, are still as great. And what's great as well as, uh, you know, crossover. You know, we'll have folks. Canapolis is about 40 minutes north of Charlotte. Mm -hmm. So, but people go back and forth. So we'll have people show up at the Cannonballers going, oh, my God, it's Greasy Keys from the Checkers. And then I'll be at Checkers this season. And I'll have people come down from Canapolis going, oh, my God, it's Greasy Keys from Canapolis. So it's <laughs> it's great little little cross-pollination there of, of fans that I'm able to kind of build. So it's 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 also unique. It's cool because, like you said, it's like you know the 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 sport of hockey is growing so fast, right? And yeah. the popularity of people, you know, at the games and uh, and when you say that you are, you know, implementing different types of music, mm -hmm. I like that because it's not just the same; it's not the same, you know, genre of music. You right. you have a whole variety, and you have Absolutely. the freedom to do that. Yeah, um, you know, and, and I try to play toward all ages of fans. And like I said, hockey's been around in Charlotte for a long time, but it's obviously grown a lot more recently. You know, a lot of folks moved down from up north. And so we have a lot of... Myself included. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and, and I love it because, again, it, it just sort of 
creates a whole other fan base. And so I'll have folks who are like old school hockey fans that they love to hear old traditional songs, you know, everything from polkas to like, you know, Lady of Spain from the slapstick movie from the seventies, you know, like that's a, that's standard that I have, I have to play that, you know, and, and I got to, you know, play for that. But then also I have little kids who like, well, want to hear the latest Harry Styles song or something like that. And so, you know, that's, that's the range I'm looking at is everything from polkas to Harry Styles and and everything from in between, you know, fun, hip hop hooks, you know, Dr. Dre, you know, um, from the nineties, you know, still Dre, things like that, that, you know, resonate with folks who, you know, maybe our age, you know, 30, 40 years old, you know, oh, yeah. stuff like it that. resonates with me. You know? I was just going to say that, that's my genre right there. Right. So, you know, having all that um, under my belt and ready to pull out, you know, is, uh, is important to me, you know, yeah. to, to, to make that relationship with every, from the youngest fans who maybe be their very first game walking in. Oh my God, he plays some of my favorite songs to like people who've been, you know, supporting hockey and big fans of hockey for their whole lives, 50, 60 years can come in and, and be like, Hey, greasy, play me this old song. And I can, I'd be happy to do it. You know? That's so, cool. I like absolutely. that. It, I like that, that aspect of it, right? Like, like we've been talking about is they're coming to you. Hey, can you play this, you know, yeah. eventually, or can you do something with this song? Cause that's yeah. cool. You know? And, oh, yeah. and as a fan, I feel like I have a, a, a more of a stronger co- connection with the team because absolutely a little song or something and it, it'll make a kid's day, you know, even absolutely. better. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. And, and it, what's great is uh they also, the both teams will, will promote my Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. you can tweet me during the game. I'll try to stay on social media throughout games and, and, and listen up, you know, people will tweet requests as well. So that's always a lot of fun. And to see that kind of come through and pop up. And if I can, if I can remotely work it out, I will, even if it is like a little, little four or five second, little blip, you know, between whistles, you know, listen out. I'll will always try to get in there for you. That's cool. That's cool. (laughs) And you're all like, you have your phone with you. You're, you're, you're interacting, not just in person, but now you're also interacting on social media. Right. Live during the game, which, you know, let's be honest, not a lot of people do. And that's pretty awesome. Right. And you just try to make it make the accessibility to me. Um, I'll feed off that, you know, as a musician, you know, you play songs, you go out, play concerts in hopes to get applause, you know, at the games, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of the same thing, but it's, it's just a, even more like mm-hmm. immediate. Like I said, yeah. people can come up, come up, slap me on the back. Say, great job. Greasy. That was awesome. Or I love that song, you know, or you're doing a great job. You know, that's, you know, something that as a musician, you kind of feed off of and, and to have that, you know, just instantaneously, you know, it's, it's amazing. And again, I guess what keeps me coming back is the fan interaction. That's cool. I, yeah. I think you're reading my notes here because that's what I was just going to ask you <laughs> next. It's about, you know, that, that, you know, that environment, that feeding off of the crowd when yeah. you are there. I think that's, you know, and, and I'm not a musician. Listen, I completely suck at it. So I know yeah. my limitations, but I think, <laughs> you know, like you had to feed into that, that energy from, from the crowd when you are there. Absolutely. Feeding into the crowd. Um, and like I said, just, and just keeping my ears open. And, and to me, you know, in playing music, you know, you have two different schools. You have very trained, mm-hmm. uh, very uh, classically trained musicians. And then you have people a lot of times play by ear. And I tend to mostly play by ear. Now, I've taught myself how to read uh, over the years so I can, I can read sheet music, things like that. But playing by ear uh, and improvising, 
you know, those are two things that I, you know, feel like are a couple of my strongest um, mm-hmm. um, attributes, uh, just being in, in general in music with a band or anything like that. So those having those skills in that situation, I think uh, also helps, you know, just playing by ear again, reading the crowd. It's just like reading other musicians, you know, like learning how to improvise, you know, and knowing when to, when to jump out and play a solo or maybe when to lay back and just play rhythm. It's the same kind of, mindset you know go in is like when is it my time to kind of step out and play and let the the audience engage there or you know hey just lay back and let whatever's happening on the field or whatever happening on the on the uh on the rink kind of play out and then kind of react to that so that's cool that's cool yeah uh and i'm sure you've gotten this question so i'm gonna apologize but i have to i feel like i need to ask what's your most memorable time you know being uh, an organist, you know, either with a checkers or with a cannonball or something that like, you know, one of the biggest times that you remember. Uh, well, for the checkers, um, probably one of the most memorable nights is going to be the, uh, okay. Checkers versus the Lehigh Phantoms. Uh, we had um, the longest AHL game in history. <laughs> so that was pretty mem- memorable. Uh, and so um you know, the game went from 7.30 till about 1.30 in the morning. Oh, my God. So that God. was something you won't ever won't forget about that. And uh, and then for the Cannonballers this past season, they actually had a Greasy Keys bobblehead night. So you know, that is something I'll never forget. So I've actually got – yeah, let me show you here. Yeah, little, let me see that. I want to see that bobblehead. All right. So this is the uh, Dude, Greasy Keys that. bobblehead that the Cannonballers released this past season. And they really made, did it upright. The details are amazing. Um, and they gave out a thousand of these to the fans that night. And they really featured me throughout the night um, and just showed me a lot of love, a lot of support. So that those are obviously something I'll never, never forget. So, and I was able to get a few for dear family and friends to kind of give those out too. So, yeah, I gotta uh, find out. I gotta go on eBay or something to find out one of those. Bottles. Oh yeah, those take a cool. look. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Well. Yeah, let me know. Maybe I can make something happen for you. Oh, let's talk about <laughs> offline. Absolutely. That's yeah. cool. So I, I noticed that on your Cannonball jersey and your Checkers jersey, you're wearing the same number. Yes. That's 73. Yeah. 73. Now, did you so, choose that number? I did. So 73. Okay, you think about, you know, maybe a pianist or organist, you know, a piano has 88 keys, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Piano or organ doesn't have 88 keys. <laughs> so you have, although you have two manuals, you have two sets of keyboards yep. on a single set of keys on the Hammond C3, uh, which is a good, the, the organ that they have at the uh, checkers has 73 keys. Mm. So that's, that was one of, one of the reasons. And then 73 is also the year my wife was born. So there you go. It, it has a very significant number in my life. You know, it's again, you know, Keyboards come in different sizes, uh, 88 being the largest, 73 being like the next largest, and then maybe 61, like some like little beginner keyboards and smaller keyboards. So those that's that's how the number increments work. So 73, I, like I thought, was fun. It's a little clever. It still refers to the, the fact that it's 73 keys, uh, but then also it has some other significance, you know, for, you know, my wife's birthday and. And it's very like that, hockey so. too. Like the 73 yeah. is super, it's very hockey. And I love that. that that's pretty oh, cool. Oh, very man. cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was like, you know, I was like, hold on a second. And you show me the bobblehead <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. wait a second. He has the same number. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. I'm very happy that they let me have that consistency across the two sports. Again, to kind of just create 
the singular identity of, of Greasy Keys and and sort of bringing the two together. So I'm really fortunate that I was able to take that number and and use it. And and I, again, just to have my very own jerseys for both teams. Mm. It's just an honor and uh, and love it. And people like I said, they want to have they want to always always asking about where can I get a Greasy Keys jersey? Where can I get a Greasy Keys jersey? But again, you can buy them on auction for a thousand dollars or mm. Uh, for this season, for the checkers, I actually um, have some T-shirts made up. I have, you know, these. This is a T-shirt with the logo of mine with the guitar. But then, I've got some uh, some checkers T-shirts that actually have the traditional checkers logo on the front, and then on the on the back has my number seventy three and greasy keys. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like a, they call it a shirt Z. Yeah, like a, a jersey shirt. Yep. Yeah. So I, I'm going to have some of those available uh, at, starting out of. For the checkers this season so i'm excited that's about that. cool man yeah, yeah. And look at yeah. that like and it speaks volumes to both organizations right that they're able to allow you to one you know play but also um make sure right. that you are fully taking advantage of your your uh your name and your likeness yes. and all that right so absolutely oh absolutely i mean and like i said you know stickers t-shirts hats I actually i'm sold out of caps right now or else i'd be flaunting one of those but um uh, but yeah, a little swag like that that really, you know, just kind of helps spread the name and, and helps, you know, supplement, you know, my income as well. So I'm, I'm just honored, you know, Absolutely. think about all the all the hundreds of stickers I've given out or, or shirts I've sold. You know, anytime I'm out and about and I see a Greasy Keys T-shirt, I'll make sure to you know snap a photo because it's always just a treat to see those out in the public. So. I was like, you should be like, you know, you know, that's me, right? That's my face right there. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lord, fortunately, you know, I do get recognized quite often, you know, even around town, uh, you know, going out to Home Depot, you know, people will be like, Creature Keys, you know, yell at me. So. <laughs> that's a, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's an honor and I love that. So that's so cool. That's cool. Um, so when does the, the checkers season start for you? So, um, yeah, October 14th and 15th will be, will be opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably get together the Wednesday, that uh, so next Wednesday, and do like a tech run, make sure the organ and everything's still working, make sure all the mics and everything work, and then we'll be ready to fire it up on, on that Friday. That's ready awesome. Friday and Love Saturday, it. yes, sir. So you're going, and then you're going to be busy throughout the season, and then once yeah. uh, that season starts, st- ends, then you start right into right baseball into season. It. Right. And, you know, um, you know, and if, and if by chance checkers make playoffs, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I could run a little late. And then fortunately, uh, Kannapolis, they're fantastic and they're very flexible. So, you know, say if I can't make a game because due to a playoff, you know, I have, you know, some backup music that I've pre-recorded that they could still at least have some organ, organ music at the games. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, when I show up after missing a game, <clears throat> I hear about it. You know, yeah. fans let me know, hey, where were you? You know, uh, like I, I, we need you here. Uh, you're part exactly. of the Cannonballers. Exactly right. So, and you know, I hate it when I, I can't make it, but then I'm honored again that people, again, acknowledge that my absence means a lot, you know, because, uh, you know, it's it's reciprocal. It, it means a lot mm. to me and it means a lot to them. And, um, you know, it's just incredible. <laughs> That's the way I can describe it. Yeah. And that's cool. I mean, I'm sure. And then, you know, now that and it's you're, you're a fan of both the teams, you're a fan of the sports. and you know, you get as excited as a, a regular fan like myself will go be going to the game just because it's like, hey, that's your home team. Like, you know, you want yeah. them to win every single time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. Good for you, man. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Thank I love you. it. Um, Thank okay. You. Anything else that I have not asked that I have didn't mention, you know, I want to know, man. Let me know right now, my friend. 
Oh, no. Well, uh, I'm excited about the, the new season. And again, um, I've got a lot of great ideas of music and things like that that I plan to introduce this season nice. to kind of keep things fresh. Um, and uh, I'm very honored not only with the bobblehead, but um, a lot of the local media has been featuring me. You know, um, if you if you Google it, you know, you'll see. Oh, yeah, everyone I can see it. W- WBTV, the Spectrum News to uh, WCCB were all took time and, and interviewed me uh, over the past few months. Uh, Charlotte Magazine. This October edition has um, a several page spread about about me as well. So I'm just uh, honored to be a part of that. Be on this is a copy of the cover. Look at that! Look yeah. at you, man. Let's say, uh, let's see the man on the keys there. Yeah. Me. So honored to to be a part of that. You know, so um, be on the lookout for those around town, or you, I think you can even get like a digital subscription to that. So. And- and on top of that, Honor. if you go to minor league baseball's website, yeah, right, uh, the one, the man that you know, Ben Hill, yes, you and did oh, an yeah. article about you, which I yeah. have right here in front of me. Yeah, oh, that was great meeting Ben, uh, and that was during the first season uh, with the Cannonballers. So you know that was awesome to meet him and uh, and kind of interact and and make an impression. You know, that's just what you want to do. So I'm, I'm just thrilled that. I'm doing that. You know, people are uh, impressed with me and 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 support me and honor what I do. So it's just a love it. (laughs) Good for you, man. Seriously, good for you. you. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Ed. Uh, And then I'm definitely going to have to. I'm going to send you some of my stickers. So uh, I want to get some of yours. So definitely got it. I got to put it on. I got a batting helmet back behind me. If you see it right there. Yeah, it's all full of stickers. So I want to put that one of yours right there. So be honored. Be honored. Awesome. Awesome. All right, my friend, are you ready? Let's go. Okay. So Crushes. you go to, you either go to a hockey game or you go to uh, a baseball game as a fan, not, not someone who's yeah. working, right? Right. What is your food and drink of choice? Okay. Well, <clears throat> obviously beer. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Got to drink a beer. And then probably, oh, well, the Bojangles Coliseum, you know, obviously Bojangles chicken. So I'll probably get like uh you know, some chicken tenders or something like oh, that with Bojangles. So good. Yeah. And then with the cannonballers, actually their soft serve ice cream is amazing. So in the little, the little helmets, uh, I don't oh, have to do that for cannonballers. My friend Paul will be very yeah. happy with you. Uh, you know, obviously <laughs> he is the, you know, he's a collector of ice cream helmets and then, you know, you yeah. gotta have it in, in a, a little ice cream helmet, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I like it. I like it. Okay. Um, what animal do you think is the biggest party animal? What animal is the biggest party animal? Yep. Hmm. That's a good one. I got to say, I'm going to go with like a gorilla or something like that. That was probably just throw down, you know, yeah. like, just go ape shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. They really do. <laughs> I like it. All right. Uh, if you could be in any movie, what movie, oh, movie would it be? Oh, if I could have been like any any movie that was made. Any oh, movie, Lord. any time, I, any year, doesn't matter. All right, I was okay as a, as a kid. Okay, I, obviously as a musician, one of my early influences was uh, Raymond Zarek of The Doors, mm-hmm. and so that that movie, Martin Scorsese's The Doors, I think was one of my all time favorite movies growing up. So I would love to have been an extra in in that movie about jim morrison and the door that, that would have been, been cool. cool yeah that would have been yeah. cool <laughs> i like it i like it you all right as a musician yeah 
What do you think is the worst song ever? <sighs> worst song and, ever. And I'm That's glad that I'm asking someone who is in music about this one because everybody will everybody right. has their own opinion. But for a musician, I'm sure it's a totally different experience. Um, I would say, oh man, worst song. Pro- I mean, there's so many terrible songs out there. <laughs> but even as far as like popular popular songs, oh lord. Um, I'm not a huge fan of uh of some of the modern bro country. Like uh, know, gotcha. Okay. You know, some of that stuff, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to name names, but there's a few of those songs out there that I'm just like, what in the heck? You know, like <laughs> what how is that even considered country music and and what are they even trying to do? Um, what in know. the edgy double hockey stick is right, that? right, yeah, right, and it's like you can't even, like you couldn't even reproduce that live if you wanted to. It's like so produced and it's so, you know, trying so hard to be like, you know, when the, when the country music tried to be so hip hop, then and then it's like it doesn't what mix in the world. So, so that some of that stuff, you know, I, gotcha. I don't know any particular songs, but that to me, is I'm with like, you. What? I can understand it. <laughs> I got you. All right, all right, okay, so. If you could be any fictional character, right? Any character, you know, who, which character would you be? Oh, man. A fictional character. Who would I be? Hmm. Probably like some sort of superhero. Like something Ooh. like that would be fun. Uh, like, you know, um, you can't go wrong with the uh, Superman, you know? Yeah, I mean, no. I mean the guy, <laughs> Man of Steel, for God's sakes, right? Right. I mean, you know, he's pretty much top of the heap. Um, but yeah, something like that, you know, it'd be fun to be a cool superhero, super yeah. peace, you know. Superpowers <laughs> and stuff. I love yeah. it. Yeah. All right. What Disney princess would make the best spy? What Disney princess would make the best spy? Uh, I would make, I might would go with Belle. And she considered the princess. Yep, she's a princess, absolutely. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. No, listen, I have a four-year-old daughter. Every single spy. one is a princess. Right, right. And, you know, and I haven't. I'll be honest. I haven't seen all the Disney princess movies, but you know, something about Belle seems to me she might have a dark side. You know, she might be kind of sneaky. So uh, <laughs> I'll go was, with her. <laughs> was able to. She was able to. Man, you know, to take care of the beast. So there you go. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, have you ever regifted a gift? Of course, yeah. Who hasn't? Oh, I know, right? Yeah, you know, it's always you know it's a pretty standard thing nowadays. You know, you have the white elephant parties. You know, of course, so it's, it's part of the, the the Christmas culture nowadays. But oh, absolutely, get you know, get that oddball something they obviously they picked up at the dollar store on the way <laughs> to the Christmas party. It's like, yeah, I'm just gonna thank We're you. We're gonna I'm go ahead and give this right it. back. Right. <laughs> Don't need You'll that. See it. Yeah, you'll see that next season too, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, hold on a second. I remember that. Exactly. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> happened for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. A couple more here. Um, what is, in your opinion, the most boring sport? Uh, golf. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to take a good nap, I will yeah. put golf on TV. Yeah. Golf on TV, right. You know, I'm sure like any sport is amazing in person. Yeah. Or especially if you're if you're interacting, uh, you know, um, you know, car racing is another one. You know, although NASCAR is a big thing in North Carolina, you know, and growing up, my dad was a huge NASCAR fan, and so he would actually take us to races. Like going to races was amazing, but when he'd like want to listen to it on the radio or listen or watch it on TV, it was like, oh, dad, come on, this is gonna 
apnea. So yep, yep, yep. probably number one, I would say, I would say golf just as, you know, as a, as a bystander, I'm, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. All right. Yeah. Last question here. Uh, right. What is your spirit animal? All right. My spirit animal will probably be a dog. Nice. Like, yeah, just very, you know, companion dog, you know, sweet, you know, uh, sweet loving dog. That's, that's probably would be would what I want to be if I was going to be a animal like just, a, yeah, not a mean dog, but a sweet dog. <laughs> I love it, man. I love Puppy it. Love. I love it. I love it. That was awesome. Hey, uh, you know, thank you, man. Listen, Jason, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so thank much you, for Ed. doing this. Um, where can people find you on on uh, on the socials? All right, so I'm pretty active on um, the three big ones: uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And my handle is the same. It's at Greasy Keys, and that's G R G R E A Z Y K E Y Z. And uh, yeah, I'm usually pretty active on those three. I, I've got a TikTok, but that's just a little beyond me. Like yeah, same with me. You know, yeah, making videos of everything I do. I just haven't gotten there yet. But you know, pictures <laughs> and reels and things like that. You know, I'm pretty good at. So you definitely find me on the uh, on the on those those three. I love it. I love it. And I'm going to make sure to put everything here. Also make sure Thank to put you. out your, your website and all that. So that way people can follow you uh, and then buy some of your gear. Absolutely. So absolutely. Uh, so again, thank you so much. And then uh, thank yeah, you, we'll, we'll see each other when I go down there and uh, see either a checkers or a cannonballers game. Can't wait, man. Come by anytime. We'll do my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Jason. Make sure you guys are following him on Instagram. He is also on Twitter. He does, he is very interactive on those two social media platforms during the hockey games and baseball games. So make sure you guys are following him. Also, make sure you guys are following the podcast. And I'm also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, I'm everywhere. Seriously, I am. Here's what you guys are waiting for. It is the dad joke of the episode. And did you guys know that pianos are difficult to break into? Because they have a lot of keys. All right, all right. I'll see myself out. And guys, until then, keep on grinding. And please, support the minor leagues. See ya. This podcast is part of the Curved Brim Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brim Media. Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. I'm Paul Caputo, and on the Baseball by Design podcast, I talk to minor league baseball teams, designers, and other super interesting people about what these minor league baseball logos mean. And I talk a little bit about ice cream helmets. What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna DiTomaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series. And in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. 
You can find me on Twitter at at PatLarson1. I hope you guys enjoy. This is Patrick. And Corey. Of BaseballMapper.com. And we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball. So get on the site and find a team near you today. Learn more about Curve Brim Media at curvebrimmedia.com.